Hey, it's Dan Taberski. Last year, I made a show called Missing Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Oh, my God. I love Richard Simmons. Hi! Trying to figure out why Richard Simmons decided to stop being Richard Simmons. And so suddenly. All of a sudden, nothing. Like a, an electric car runs on electricity, Richard Simmons runs on human interaction. If he's not doing that, then something is going on for him. It was a wild ride, for me, anyway. And the response to his story, it was kind of bonkers and totally unexpected. But as much as it was about Richard, it was about the people who were doing the missing. His friends. And the people who were taking classes at Slimmons, his fitness studio, for decades. And the people whose lives he changed, often saved. As they wrestled with their confusion and grief over why he would ghost them all. It didn't make any sense. It was like someone that was so consistent for so long, all of a sudden just, just show stopped up. showing up. It's yeah. just like something something has to be really wrong if you all of a sudden just stop showing up. He's alive, and you're like, well, why don't you want to be my friend and teach my class? And we had a great relationship. Sorry, girl, bye. That's what he did. He did a bye, girl, bye. Now, for the past year, me and my producer, Henry, say hi, Henry. Hello. Henry and I have been working on a whole new project. Uh, it's dropping on November 13th, and I'm really proud of it. And actually, while I've got you, go ahead and make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast, because the Missing Richard Simmons feed is also going to be where the new show's coming out. Anyway, more on that new project in a second. But first, before we do that, it felt like a good time to put a button on that previous project and check in on the latest with Richard and with some of those people that we met. So here's an update. Missing Richard Simmons, 18 months later. Or, Missing, Missing Richard Simmons. Hey, it's Dan. Hey, how are you? Good, man. How you doing? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, can you hear me okay? I can. David Garcia was the first person I ever interviewed about Richard after he became a recluse. He knew that people were concerned, and for two years he didn't say anything. David was a regular at Richard's class at Slimmons and had lost 160 pounds with Richard's help. So I struggle with the idea that he owes people something. And then he felt a loss when Richard checked out. But I think that given the super intense, super personal relationships that he maintained with so many people, he'd have the graciousness to say, hey, I'm stepping back, but I'm okay. So here's David now. And first, the big news, David got a cute new puppy, a rescue. What's his name? JJ. Why JJ? He is named after NFL player JJ Watt because they're both so freaking handsome. <laughs> I was curious to talk to David because of how Missing Richard Simmons ended, with Richard's manager and friend of 30 years, Michael Catalano, basically laying it out, that maybe all of Richard's friends for 5, 15, some for 30 years, maybe they were kidding themselves this whole time. Here's what Michael said in the final episode. Well, I think, you know, Richard has this unique quality uh, in a way of, you know, spending 10 minutes with somebody and, you know, they feel like they are his best friend. There's a, a misrepresentation of, of the depth of the friendships or the relationships. So I asked David about it. 
is that I'm wondering if, if what Michael said, I'm wondering if that is, is, is that closure? It was disappointing and upsetting to be told that a relationship that I valued and a relationship that was important to me was somehow a, a lie or somehow untrue or somehow unvalidated. In fact, after that interview, a lot of the hurt and the loss that people were feeling, for some of them, it shifted towards anger. I think some people by that point had already written him off and comments like Michael's just sort of solidified their feelings that it was all phony, it was all, it was all a, it was all a sham, it was all, uh, none of it was genuine except for his desire to profit off of people's feelings and people's weight and people's situations. Do you believe that? Um, it's not how I feel. Um, and I understand why others feel it. You know, they're entitled to that feeling. And, you know, in the meantime, it doesn't do me any good to think back negatively on it. I'd rather just keep pushing forward. I'm here now. I'm talking to you. I'm still taking care of myself. Taking care of myself is a crock of shit. In fact, David Garcia is a wonder. He went from 402 pounds to an athlete. What, what, is the, uh, what is the sport called? It's called tower running. Tower running. It's basically foot races, but vertical, up the stairwells of skyscrapers. When we last met, David had just begun getting into it, and he dragged me along for a training day. God damn it, I'm wiped. How do you feel? That's not easy. Well, today he's got over 60 races under his belt. I've now raced in 20 different cities across the U.S., and last March I was one of only three Americans that was selected to race up the Eiffel Tower in Paris. This is David being interviewed on a live stream of the race. Behind that loud French guy, you can hear David crying like a baby. It's a huge day. C'est une journée incroyable pour moi. Ça fait huit ans que que j'attends ce moment. Et je suis ici. For years, David was trapped in his own body, and now here he is. J'ai réussi à gravir les les 1665 marches. Je suis arrivé au sommet de la Tour Eiffel et. Very proud. And you know you've made it when even French people are impressed. Je suis très très fier de de ce que j'ai réussi à faire. Oui, exactement. Here's another favorite from the podcast. My name is Jerry, Jerry Sinclair. What do your friends call you? Gigi. That stands for Grandma Gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) And I gave it to myself. (laughs) Jerry Sinclair was the grand dame of Slimmons. For me, gathering the motivation to drag my ass to Slimmons always felt like an unparalleled success, a triumph of the will. But Jerry, in her 90s, made it seem effortless. She would practically float into that studio with her do-did, dripping with jewelry, and occupying the same spot in the front row for years and years. When we talked last year, she quickly developed a thing for Henry. What beautiful teeth. Aren't they beautiful? They are beautiful. Did you wear braces? She and Richard had become incredibly close over all those years at Slimmons. He would even drive her to class himself. I did become like a second mother. And for the people at Slimmons, it was Richard's ghosting of Jerry that pushed the whole thing from a mystery to a truly alarming situation. Do you think I should try to find Richard? I wish you could. Just, 
I wish you could. Well, in May, Jerry celebrated 96 years on Earth. And David Garcia was there. We celebrated her birthday at the Abbey. The Abbey's a gay bar near Jerry's apartment. And 96-year-old Jerry walking through the Abbey with a beautiful outfit on that was covered in, like, rhinestones and jewels and, you know, every finger with a ring on it. And people at the Abbey just sort of clearing away. And she was her beautiful, lovely, effervescent, happy, joyous, humorous self. And then it was just devastating, just less than a week later, hearing that she had passed. The funeral was, was very lovely, and she is in a primo spot in the Hillside Cemetery at the top of the hill. Not too far from Dinah Shore's grave. Not a bad way to spend eternity. I miss her a lot. And, I, and I'm not the only one. But what a gift that uh, to have been so vibrant right up until the end. Yeah, you know why? It's because she exercised every day for like 50 years. Yeah. She was the, like the epitome of the, you know, of the very basic message that you need to take care of yourself. A lot of people thought that if Richard were to ever appear in public again, it would have been for Jerry's funeral. He didn't show, but he did post a message on Facebook saying, thank you for being a part of my life and ending with, say hello to Shirley for me. Shirley's his mom, who died in 1999. That's the only personal statement he's made in the past 18 months. But he hasn't stayed out of the news entirely. After the podcast ended, and after all that renewed attention on him and his story, Richard signed a new licensing deal to sell products with his name on them. In fact, as we speak, he's selling a motivational daily calendar online on a kind of digital QVC. But it's a peppy former Slimmons alum who does the selling. Whoa, the fitness guru is back and ready to inspire you. Check this out, everyone. It is the 2019 wall calendar by Richard Simmons. Okay, now Richard doesn't appear himself. All you got to do is literally press on that nice red button. Pay now. In other Richard news, he sued the National Enquirer for libel, for reporting that he had transitioned to a woman. Ultimately, the case got thrown out by a judge, saying it's not libel to suggest that a person is transgender, and he was ordered to pay their legal fees. Richard just turned 70 in July, and his manager, Michael Catalano, tells me he's healthy and, you know, just doing his thing. After the break, the person from Missing Richard Simmons, who I just could not forget. And it's not Richard. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. It's fall. Kids are going back to school. You're taking them to soccer practice and you're taking them to piano lessons and all those things that people tell me you do with kids, but I don't actually know because I don't have kids. But I'm guessing that if I did, something like HelloFresh would really help take the guesswork uh, out of meals week after week. No more planning, no more spending money on takeout, no more worrying about shopping for ingredients. Uh, They send it right to your door with easy-to-follow recipes, pre-measured ingredients, uh, and it all comes in recyclable, insulated packaging. Come on. There's three plants to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. I'm a vegetarian, so I do the veggie plan, uh, and I'm really into the cauliflower stir-fry bowls. Um, It has bell pepper and pineapple, which sounds weird at first, 
Um, but the pineapple and the sweet and sour sauce, it's good. And it's Lauren Conrad's recipe. If she's eating that stuff and looks like that, I'll do it. I'm down. If you like good food and you like saving money, for a total of $60 off, that's $20 off each of your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com slash Simmons60 and enter code Simmons60. That's code Simmons60. It's like receiving six meals free when you go to HelloFresh.com slash Simmons60 and enter code Simmons60. Thanks, HelloFresh. Now, back to the show. Hello. Kathy. Yes. Yeah, it's Dan. How are you? Good. How you doing, Dan? Kathy Miles. We called her Kathy from Nebraska in the podcast. She was 450 pounds and at her wits end about her weight and her health when she met Richard in 1994. He just walked right up to me and said, hi. And of course, I burst into tears. And to her shock, that brief meeting turned into a phone call and then another and another. He called me at least every week. And of course, over the- wait, he called you. He called you every week, at least. At least every Sunday. Oh yeah, I was always on the phone with him. Richard helped her lose two hundred pounds for free, and his disappearance left her, like it left many, completely perplexed. I'm not trying to just blow smoke. He saved a lot of people's lives. It's just so obtuse to me. I don't get it. Kathy and her story elicited the greatest response we got from the podcast. I, I think people were touched by you because you, I think you were particularly eloquent about describing your own experience. It was a lot of reflection on what I'm going to do different this time, you know. And this is what we didn't really talk about last time. Her time with Richard and losing all that weight, it was life-changing. She was on infomercials and videos and traveling with Richard as a testimonial he used to inspire others. But what I didn't quite understand was what happened after to her and how challenging it was once she stepped off the Richard roller coaster. It was like you plucked me out of Nebraska, take me to Paris, you know, and then you drop me back there and I didn't know what to do with myself. When I came back to my real life, I just didn't have any skills to adjust to all that. I kind of spiraled. Really? Yeah. For a long time, actually. All that progress she had made over the next few years, it evaporated. And that's when I gained all the weight back, plus 200 pounds. I mean, it was, I was 537 pounds. It's like I woke up and I was just huge. And you're in such denial when it happens. So, I don't know. When you and I talked, I spent probably 80% of my day still in bed, sitting on my bed at least. Wow. 80%. I spent most of my time in bed, Dan. Sitting up in bed, I can only do for limited time. And how do you dig your way out of that? Well, I am digging my way out of it. And here's why Kathy is doubly amazing. Where she lost all that weight with Richard, as close to an impossible feat as I can imagine, now she had to do it again, without Richard, just counting on herself. How does one even begin? I rallied for help. I scoured the internet for people who had lost 300 pounds, and I just plugged in. I plugged into anything and everything that I could find on how to lose weight and from being morbidly obese. She actually took some life coaching classes while she was bedridden. You know, it wasn't a whole big deal. It was like a six-week course on the phone a couple hours a week. 
But I learned some skills and I got certified and so I lead this group. Instead of those phone calls with Richard for confidence and a kick in the ass, she has filled that space herself. She moderates a phone group for people losing large amounts of weight. Yeah, it's just a small group of people. We get on the phone, about six or eight of us on Monday night for an hour. I mean, it's amazing. There's so many people that just want to be listened to. And all those YouTube videos that she was watching to see how others were losing weight, they were the seeds for her own thing to grow. Hey, it's Kathy. Um, this is my first vlog, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I, wanted to I started it February 19th. I've done a daily video since then, every day. Hello. Hey, it's Friday, the 2nd of March. A live stream is like... Oh, you're doing a live stream. Every morning, yeah. Hi, guys. Happy Friday, everyone. It is the 6th of April. And it's hey, guys. It is Wednesday, hump day. It's also Well, it's June 15th, and the year is half over. Hey, guys. Almost. It's Friday the 13th. And this is the second Friday the 13th this year. And did you know that there won't be another... Friday? You know, my life is opening up. In what ways? Well, physically, I'm much more mobile than I was when we talked last. So for me to get up and get dressed and put on a bra, which I went years without doing any of that, put huh. on a pair of shoes, get dressed and w walk around my house and just live in my house is physical activity. You just keep doing more and more. It's kind of crazy. Wow. It sounds exciting. Yeah, um, it is. It is. Kathy's got a long way to go, but she's already lost 180 pounds. And she's not one to plug her own stuff, and so I'll do it for her. Her YouTube channel is Totally Kathy. She's on there every day, live streaming at 7 a.m. You can say what you want about Richard, but he lit a fire under a lot of us. And he was a catalyst for many, many successful people, and not just in weight loss. He's been inspiring people in so many areas. You know, you got to give him that. I don't care what you think of Richard Simmons. He did some amazing work on this planet. There's a lot of people living better because of him. I suspect I will never be anything but utterly confounded and just in awe of such a strange, impactful human being as Richard Simmons. But now I reserve my most vigorous awe for the people who were drawn to him, who changed their own lives with his help, and who, when that source of help dried up, they grieved, and then they found it somewhere else. As for me and Richard and my search for answers, that ended 18 months ago. I have put away my giant human-sized butterfly net and moved on to other things. But the whole experience, I kind of loved it. And so Henry and I are doing it again. Missing Richard Simmons is now just the first season in our new anthology series. It's called Headlong. Each season is a deep dive into a person or a moment or an event in the culture that I think we might be getting wrong. And the next season drops November 13th. So goodbye season one of Headlong, Missing Richard Simmons. Hello season two of Headlong, Surviving Y2K. I'm interested in the concept of the Y2K bug. It's a problem. It's a problem. You've got to admit this is a problem. This was the perfect scam. And he said, there's no way the world is going to last longer than 10 years. No way. Every month from 97, 98, 99, it's got bigger and bigger and bigger. 
on December 31st, we were sleeping outside. We slept outside. We had the radio on, and we were listening. We were expecting the end of the world. We'll be sharing the full trailer in a few days and the first two episodes on November 13th. And you'll find it all right here. So again, hit subscribe now to make sure you get the new episodes as soon as they come out. And I really hope you like it. Thank you.